Hi, this is Jenna. You're listening to the English Bible Study Podcast, English and the Bible, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School Podcast. Lesson 5 for Sunday. I said Sunday, rise and shine, April 23rd. Today's title. It could even be a question. The significance of the judgment hour. Yes, Maria Luisa, remember the pronunciation. It's not significance. No, the G is a hard G. You just say sig, sig. Significance. The stress is in the knee. Significance, significance. Very good. The significance of the judgment hour. But if you find it too difficult to pronounce it, just say the importance of the judgment hour. The meaning of the judgment hour. Many different synonyms we can use for that. So what does it mean that there, the judgment hour has come? Oh, Father, let us learn about it. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, oh, yes. Sometimes we find the book of Revelation so scary and hard to understand. And noises come around us to scare us and startle us. But, Father, we know that the judgment brings good news. Good news of hope and salvation, of restoration. Help us to understand your message for us as we study your word. Send down your spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible's last book, Revelation, focuses on the culmination of the age-long controversy between good and evil. Lucifer, a rebel angel, challenged the justice, fairness, and wisdom of God. He claimed that God was unfair and unjust in the way that he, that he administered the universe. Revelation's final judgment is at the very center of this conflict over the character of God. Revelation 14:7 reads, once again, try to memorize it. It's this week's memory text. Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Yeah, there are some things that we have to, uh, can help us memorize it. Fear God, give him glory. Why? For the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him. Why? He made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Forgive me if you hear some motorcycle noises. There is a clown driving around in our neighborhood here with this very noisy motorcycle. But what can I do? The guy is deaf, probably. So focus, Mo. Focus, focus. So what? <laughs> yes, Mo, you're already exercising judgment on that motorcyclist, right? <laughs> focus. Question. Why is it significant that right after we are told about the everlasting gospel, the first angel's message mentions God's judgment? Why is it important? If it is the good news, what's good news about this judgment? What does the everlasting gospel have to do with God's judgment? God is love, but he will execute justice. The gospel and the judgment. The lesson continues. Both parts of the first angel's message are inseparably intertwined. Were it not for the everlasting gospel, we would have no hope of the judgment. In fact, as we will see, the everlasting gospel is indeed our only hope in the judgment. There is no question that part of the content of the gospel is the announcement of judgment. Yes, you see how the lesson from previous weeks builds up 
on today's lesson as well. So that's why it's important to study daily, week after week, to be learning and reviewing points about Revelation chapter 14. The lesson continues. During this judgment, the unfallen worlds will see that God has done everything he can to save every human being. This judgment reveals God's justice and mercy. It says something about his love and law. It speaks of his grace to save and his power to deliver. Opening a parenthesis here, my, my reaction, my first reaction when I think of the unfallen worlds will see that God has done everything, blah, blah, blah. The fallen worlds <laughs> for you. Come here to earth and see how hard it is to live in, in a world surrounded by sin made in sinful nature. Terrible, terrible. So you better understand that God is love, okay? If you haven't gotten it by now, come on, you deserve to be here <laughs> on this planet. But focus, Mo, focus, focus, yeah. The judgment is part of God's ultimate solution to the sin problem. In the great controversy between good and evil in the universe, God answered Satan's charges on the cross. Beautiful. But in the judgment, he reveals that he has done everything possible to save us and to lead us to the cross. Oh, lead me to the cross. Heaven's infinite, my, uh, minute, exact detail records will be opened. Yes. See Daniel 7, 10. While you're opening your Bibles to Daniel chapter 7, verse 10, let me just get you a clue here about the pronunciation of the word minute here, this paragraph. Those of you learning English as a second foreign language. Uh, so uh, it's minute. It's the same word, the same spelling as minute. It's a, a homonym. It's spelled the same way as minute, one minute, two minutes, etc. But it's pronounced minute. Uh, and it means small, diminutive, very tiny. That's the idea. So every little detail, uh, the detailed records. So heaven's infinite, minute, exact, detailed uh, records. That's the idea. That's why it's pronounced uh, differently. Got it? So you found now uh, uh, Daniel 7.10. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. But please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Okay. We are so precious to God that the entire universe pauses to consider the choices we have made in light of the wooing of the Holy Spirit and the redemption so freely provided by Christ on Calvary's cross. Yeah, that's freedom of choice, right? Oh, miserable choices we make. Forgive us, Father, for making so many stupid choices. Oh, please, Father, give us light and wisdom. Now we are inviting the last question to open our Bibles again, especially uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 51. We are asked to read verses 1 through 4. So, oh, come, move it, move it. Come on, Patty. I know you had your eye surgery. You cannot read, but at least pay attention. Focus. So, uh, Psalm 51, 1 through 4. Carefully focus on verse 4. Okay? I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. 
Psalm 51 for the director of music, a Psalm of David. When the prophet Nathan came to, Dave, to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. That's the long introduction. Now the psalm starts. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my many transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Verse 4. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Yes, I've already commented this verse here that I don't agree with David because he says against you. You only, against God only, he has he had sinned. But it's not true. Of course, the ultimate who offended is God, for sure. But he committed a terrible sin by killing Urias, by lying, by cheating, basically raping Bathsheba. Because, come on, what woman would have the courage to say no to the king? Only Queen Esther. Only Queen Esther. No, not, uh, not even Queen Esther. Only Vashti. The Persian queen that was before, yeah, she said no to the king. <laughs> but look what happened to her. So it's interesting to think about it, right? Uh, but David was confessing his sin for sure. Now, final question. How do these verses help shed light on the meaning and purpose of the judgment? We have sinned against God. So how can we be forgiven? Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit indirect, this question, in my point of view. But anyway, well, food for thought. And think about it, right? That's what uh, studying the lesson is not just reading or listening to it, but it is to meditate about it, to think about what the point uh, is of the lesson. So for today, the question is, what is the importance of the judgment hour? And notice that the angel, the first angel, is not saying the judgment will come or the judgment is coming. What has he said? The judgment has come. So it's a present perfect tense. It is among us. And we, Seventh-day Adventists, believe that the final judgment has already started back in 1844. So uh, what does it mean? Nobody saw any thunders, no lightning, no earthquakes, no volcanoes erupting because the judgment started and it has come. What does it mean to you, to me, to our loved ones? Think about it as we close in prayer. Oh, Father, the everlasting gospel is bringing us hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Help us to accept your gift of forgiveness and love. Help us to contemplate Jesus, the Son of Man, and uh, interceding for us. And when he comes on the, with the clouds of heaven, may he bring us uh, the salvation that we've been waiting for. How long, Father, will we stay here? We don't know. But we know that every single day we are counting on you for your provision, for your care, and for your blessings. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, this is lesson five for Sunday. I said Sunday, April 23rd. For more information, please contact us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look us up. Beliefs, you know. 
Tell your friends about our podcast available on any podcast platform. Pretty please rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. I hope you have a blessed Sunday.